Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Conversations at Cominave, the Cominave official podcast. I am Herschel, and with me is my co-host Anushka. Hey, everybody. Yeah. So uh, we got ourselves Swapnil for the first one and Akash for the second one, but we could not let it go without completing the Holy Trinity, and that's uh, why we have got ourselves Mr. Tony Sheldon, the third co-founder of Cominave. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hi, Harshal. Uh, I'm really great. Thanks for inviting me. Hope to have a lot of fun. Yeah. So, Tony, I'm gonna get right into the first question, and I know it's a bit of a cliche question, but uh, what made you start Cominave, and what was the idea behind it? Alright, I'll answer this with a story. Um, so, uh, way, way, way back uh, before starting this, I think two to three years before, or four years before this. um i started a music community with my friends all right um which was basically just a whatsapp group and we added a bunch of people um less than 10 people into the group and we started sharing songs with each other all right and back then spotify and all these services weren't that famous we just started music files mp3 files with each other and uh, it was going so good that people started inviting their friends and they invited their friends and soon enough we had a community size thing right so we had to stop that but i think that thought that thought struck with me and back uh, when i was passing out of 12 then you know making the decision of whether going to college or not i thought about this group and how it helped me and i thought that um if i am going to become an entrepreneur i would need a lot of networking i would need to meet a lot of people and that's when it a thought struck me that is there any service out there is there any app to help you in that and believe me i explored i believe I, i explored i think a lot of websites a lot of apps out there but nothing worked perfectly so when i landed in delhi uh, the closest thing i could find to perfection was events okay so i started visiting a lot of events started doing networking through them but turns out events are also not happening that very often i mean delhi is the top city in india and yet the events are not happening that much often so that's when i thought okay we should do something of our own so we started our own community events and sooner or later everything you know fall, fell into the right places and uh, we had uh, ourselves uh, an idea to work on at a company to be i think that's beautiful tony you really turned a problem into an opportunity and started off so uh, related to that uh, since you're running a startup and you're an entrepreneur it's like you're always living on the edge it has its ups and downs and highs and lows so we want to know from you your best uh, day of work and worst day of work until today i think i always define a good day of work is when i have a good night's sleep and a worst day is when i don't have any time to sleep at all um because things are going so wrong but i think a good night's sleep only comes when you're satisfied with what you've done and uh, you have moved at least a small bit towards your goal i think that's very important for an entrepreneur um, there are bad days there are good days both should be alike for an entrepreneur because uh, he or she has to go through all of them to get to the very end the sweet sweet success um my best day yes would be a good night sleep and uh, a day when i would have done what i wanted to do when i woke up in the morning i completed my ikigai and uh, a worst day would be 
when I was not true to myself, I was not true to the promises I made myself the last night when I slept. I think that's beautifully said as well. So uh, just a follow-up question to that. So what's like the fun aspects of living, you know, on the edge and running a startup like Communev? Okay, I'll, I'll answer this in two parts. Um, one is as an entrepreneur in general, what benefits do you have over other professions? And one is what do I get uh, out of being uh, an entrepreneur at uh, Communev itself? A general sense is that entrepreneurs in general ex can explore out a lot. I mean, the very first choice is the kind of venture that you're going to build. So doing that, making that choice would give you a lot of freedom because you can literally choose any field to be in, from biology to uh, any other engineering field to any other business field or to any specific industry, to any specific area, place, physical location, whatever it is, you have a lot of freedom there. I think that's a good opportunity for entrepreneurs to explore around. And uh, as you'll see, I mean, um, I've noticed one thing quite often is that a lot of uh, productivity content or self-improvement content out there on the internet is uh, actually written by entrepreneurs themselves. So that's a very cool thing to notice because entrepreneurs have enough time, even after their venture, to try out extra things that do not help in their career but they still do it because it's uh, a lot of fun to do, a lot of fun to explore around your curiosity. And one thing that I um, benefit from being an entrepreneur at Cominive is that I get to meet a lot of people. I think I met more people in 2019 and 2020 than I met in my entire life before that. So uh, building a social network that helps people connect uh, that's one of the most advantageous position to be in because I meet a heck lot of people from a lot of different fields, from a lot of different places, from a lot of different cities. That's great. Again, yeah. I'm sure like the journey is uh, pretty exciting and challenging as well, which makes it more exciting. Uh, connecting people, Tony, you said you've uh, like connected to a lot of people in 2019 and even in the 2020, the pandemic year. So that's largely thanks to our communities and we have a few of them right now uh, from among those which is your favorite community and what's the reason behind it i've been asked this question before as well it's hard to choose between your children but uh, um, i think each one of has some special uh, feelings and nostalgia to it um, I left PCOM, the very first community we had because it was the very first one. Um, I like Startcom because that's the kind of community I'd personally built all over again and still would have as much fun. Um, I'd love to, I mean, Bookcom is also one of my favorite because that's the kind of community I'd like to attend again and again and be part of it forever, whether it's after all book. I'd like to explore Fitcom as well because I'm interested in fitness. I want to venture out in it. I haven't explored fitness a lot. And so on, so, so goes on for every single community. That's why um, um, I love all of them. Uh, they let me explore another part that I haven't explored before, or it helps me get closer to what I already know. Uh, Tony, on a lighter note, what are your uh, two things from your bucket list that are absolutely crazy? Okay, 
I've tried making a bucket list for a couple of times. I think I've downloaded some apps uh, and added my bucket list there. But I tend to forget about them because um, I think my biggest goal and the most dangerous one and the most riskiest one is this venture itself. Uh, I think that's one of my craziest ideas to be on the bucket list. Um, I want to answer this a little differently. My second thing would be to be satisfied in life. I think that's the kind of bucket list item that you should have. Um, and I think it would be my lifelong goal to be satisfied with what I do, to be satisfied with what I currently have and to make the most of it. So even though I have a lot of large goals as an entrepreneur, I want to make a billion dollar company who wouldn't, but uh, more than that, I want to be satisfied with what I do each and every single day. I want to have a lot of fun, even building something that goes on to fail because um, this is where I'm going to spend most of my time. I'm going to spend most of my time on this table in front of laptop uh, doing the work that needs to be done. And if I'm not enjoying that, there's nothing that can take me from this day to the next day. We love how, we love how you're always giving us deep insights. So thanks for that. So uh, Tony, you know what? A lot of interns really look up to you. You're really one, this one person that all of us come to advices for, be it personal or professional. You're uh, really good with people as well. And we really consider you um, smart and yeah, basically look up to you. So uh, what would you give out as a reason that you're this way today? Like uh, how did you get to this journey of yours? to where you are today? I think that's the kind of question I shouldn't answer because that would make me look more wiser. Um, but the truth is that uh, I'd have to, I think, be 100 times more wiser than I am right now to answer that question very well. But I think self-awareness to that level is something only wise, very, very wise people and experienced people have. Um, I think the only thing that could as a formula I could tell you uh, that might work for anybody is that I had a great urge when I was like uh, very small, I think of, when I was a um, you know early teens, um, I had a great urge to be different. I wanted to stand out of the crowd. I wanted to do things that nobody else was doing. I just wanted to explore things and wanted to be different and different being the key word. Um, and I think if you think about that long enough and if you do things long enough to you know be different then eventually you might become a little different i think that probably should answer your question okay tony you did say like you had these uh, urges and you wanted to be different when, when you were in your childhood but what do you want to be remembered as when you're gone when you're not anymore in your childhood uh, as what do you want to be remembered? So there's a thing that uh, everybody should try to do in their life is something called a legacy statement, right? Um, not the exact words, but you should, you know, write down on a piece of paper that if you were to die today, what is the legacy you would leave behind? And what is the legacy you would like to leave behind if you were to die today? And I think that's a very good question to ask. 
but a little bad question to ask as well uh, because as long as you're living you shouldn't think about legacies a lot uh, if you just focus on uh, what you can do today and uh, what is the kind of connection that you can make today what are the kind of people you can enjoy your life with i think if you can do that um, nothing else matters much also tony you are looking after the hr department at cominave so you have had a lot of interviews right uh, what is your favorite part of doing an interview and what is not so favorite i think the favorite part would be um listening to people uh, although this isn't a good part when i speak it out loud um that at interviews people are very vulnerable they are at the weakest they're trying to be um as perfect as they can be and in that process they don't actually give out their true self so i think my favorite part would be something related to this is that when i am having interviews i try to make the person as comfortable as possible because if they Uh, are going to potentially work inside this company at Cominev then they are going to work hopefully in a very comfortable environment they are not going to be pressurized into answering questions after questions and uh, they'll have google to help them out they'll have other colleagues to help them out they'll have us to help them out i don't think interviews should be like that so i try to make people comfortable and i think when they do become comfortable that's what i like the most because that's when they come out with the true stuff the deeper stuff so we ask questions like why shouldn't they reveal this uh when we ask questions like what is the biggest thing that you have changed in your life in the last one year and that's a very deep question because most people might answer that i've learned x y z skill i've done x y z thing but a true person would say that i broke down in the last one year but then i recovered in this way and if you can share those deep stories uh and if you can come out with those vulnerabilities i know what is the measure of you how how you are as a person and that i think would be the best part um i think i should have answered the worst part first uh the worst part would be that they end uh because um, i like talking to people but yeah i don't hate it or get annoyed by it but i just find it a tad bit funny so we asked this question in the very first moment of the interview that please introduce yourself with a brief introduction and uh, there are two kinds of people one who would you know give out some details and stuff like that and there are other people who would come prepared word to word with a full introduction and you have to sit through to between you know sit through for 25 seconds to listen for their introduction from the very beginning till the very end and i advise these people right after the interview that don't do that don't prepare your introductions So you're going to introduce yourself throughout your life. That's that kind the kind of uh, kind of a day job that you would always do in your life. Uh, just like we are always introducing our startups, you are always going to introduce yourself. You don't spend time preparing those answers. Just tell us what your name is. Tell us what you've done in life and uh, what would you like to be, you know, introduced as. I just like to add something here. I remember that even when I came as an intern here, uh, Tony was the one who interviewed me. 
and he he made us feel so com comfortable that uh, I could also ask him personal questions like how he started off and how he could like convince his parents uh, to drop out and all of that and I think that was very inspiring and he gave him like really good personal advices uh, for me as well which has stayed with me even uh, till today so yeah thank you for that Tony. Just one thing everybody who's watching you got now one more reason to apply at Kamala. Yeah. So um, Tony there's another uh, question for you so if there's one life advice that you could give to uh, teenagers out there from our community's ethos what would it be and i just want you to give the listeners a small insight on what community's ethos is also okay i really want to read it as it is because uh, that's one of my favorite ethos as well um, so for everybody who does not know what our ethos are which is basically everybody outside communists um, every company has uh, a thing called values, their central values, their mission and stuff like that. Uh, from the very beginning, I did not want it to have uh, basically hollow values that are just there to, you know, write on your career page and just leave it as it is that that's there. Uh, but ethos is different for us. Ethos is the central uh, values, things that are important to us, things that we believe in. Uh, these are the ethics, our day-to-day -day, uh, beliefs that we follow in our hearts. And uh, these ethos come out from our personal lives as co-founders because we follow and believe these things in our personal life. We want our organization to do the same as well because um, in a sense, every startup is an extension of the co-founders uh, that they have. So we wanted to make sure that our ethos are very frank, very open and very to the point and that they do not act as uh, you know marketing lingo for other people but they act as guiding values for us to remind us who we are where we come from and what we believe in what do we stand for and if ever we are doubtful of where we are going i think ethos brings us back to what we value the most and who we are as as an organization um my favorite ethos uh, i'll have to quickly find it out uh, uh, the we have a title for every ethos and the title for this ethos uh, goes something like crazy not decent uh, and i think that would be very inspiring for a lot of people out there uh, that i'm going to read it as it is that you need a slap on your face and something that grabs all your attention you need to disrupt not improve you need to create not merely add you need actions not just ideas you need to be crazy, not decent. Because the thing about decency is that everyone and everything is decent. And we never want to be in anyone because nobody remembers decency. Yeah, it's one of our favorite ethos as well when we were uh, preparing for this interview. Anushka and I talked about it as well. Um, but, uh, and I hope you wrote that one, Tony, didn't you? Those strong I words. All of it. Uh, well, I'm the writer in the team uh, between the co-founders, and uh, Swapnil and Akash always review them or give seeds and ideas about new ethos, and I just edit them out. So, Tony, you've given a few life advices to people out there, but I do want to ask something on a personal level. Um, this is something I struggle with a lot, and I, I'm sure a lot of people do. Your like even 
throughout this interview, both of us co-hosts have realized that you have been such a glib, I think is the perfect word, glib talker you are. So, and we also have a community called Speakom, where, uh, which is a, our public speaking community. So, what advice do you have for people for just that, speaking? Like those mannerisms come in, especially for me uh, and all those things. I struggle with that a lot and what advice do you want to give and others as well? As always, I have a cool answer and a realistic answer. The cool answer is that you have to come to Speakom to know that. Uh, but the realistic answer is, and I think it's a boring one as well, but it works as simple as that. Just practice. So, uh, properly speaking, uh, try speaking to just one person. And if you're comfortable in that, then increase the number of people, keep it at two, and then start speaking to two people. And then once you're comfortable at that, increase it to three, and then four, and then five, and then six, and just increase it by one number. And that's it. That's all you've got to do. Uh, because this way, you'll not crash out. You'll not burn out. Uh, you'll be comfortable always in speaking to one person, right? That's the most easiest thing that one can do. Uh, apart from all the introverts, I respect them. So um speak to just one person at a time and then increase it by one person so that the change wouldn't affect you a lot if you're comfortable in speaking to four people you can probably speak to five people as well right if one person increases in the crowd the crowd doesn't increase a lot right and eventually you land up in a position where you might be speaking to hundreds and hundreds of people and you wouldn't know the difference because you have been speaking to 99 people and 98 people and so on and so forth uh, a harder way to do this is to just go and find the biggest group that would listen to you, which I think is a bigger challenge. Um, find 10, 20, 15 people, whatever you have, and just start speaking in front of them. And believe me, you'll crash out completely. Just like I did the very first time I spoke. Uh, I remember the very first speech kind of thing uh, I did in front of so many people. Like I think there were 10 people. I had written it down. Uh, I had written down bullet points that I had to do and I had written down a code that I wanted to speak at the very end. I was going, I was, I was good at it. Uh, I read through the points and uh, they liked it. But the next time when I went, I, they suggested me that I should uh, remove the points, right? I should speak from my heart. Um, and the next time when I went there without uh, a paper, piece of paper with the points written down, I crashed. I literally crashed. By the 10th second mark, I had nothing else to say. I don't, I, I was out of words. I didn't know how to comprehend my ideas into words. Um, so that would happen to you. That is the hard way. But I kept on going back. And that's the key. The first time you crash, and I, I, I hope the audience that you would be having in front of you should be very receptive of such things. They should, as I said, uh, ready to listen to your bad speeches or bad talk or whatever you want to call it. And then go back again, you'll still mess it up, you'll still mess it up. You'll mess it up, I think, till the 10th time, till the 20th time. But the change would come when you're comfortable crashing in front of people. You're not, you're not the best speaker out there, but you're comfortable in crashing in front of people. You can mess it up and you'll still be like, all right, that, hap that happens, it's, it's all right. I, it has happened to me hundreds of times before. This would uh, not make a difference. And you keep on continuing with the speech even after messing it up, right? I think once you're above that comfortable point, 
uh, it's just a matter of time when you start improving your speech, the points that you have, the knowledge that you have, all that just sort of stuff comes out naturally. Uh, so yeah, just adding on to that, uh, I think Harshal would 100% agree that even as interns at Communev, we're always encouraged to come out of our comfort zones and you know, there's always room to make mistakes. So we've learned so much here as well. So just wanted to add that. Yeah, and I also have a small tidbit to add. Uh, I think that's a great advice, uh, the differential change. I think it works almost everywhere in your life. Uh, one thing I've been doing is I've been increasing the amount of the number of push-ups I do each day by just one. So I've reached 73 so far. So that's a good number. Uh, so Tony, our next question is, so what is success for you in three words? Um, satisfaction, happiness, uh, and connection. Uh, Another thing all of us interns know here is that Tony is always giving us insights from some some of his favorite quotes. So on a closing note, Tony, do you have any nice quote for the listeners? Um, I think I'll, I'll do a couple of one, a couple of quotes because I have written them in front of me. So I'm just going to read. Uh, there's one by uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, which says, do one thing every day that scares you. That's uh, quite motivating. Um, of course, Frederick Nietzsche, um, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. And uh, I think one I have from Dr. Hughes, which is rhyming, so I'll give it out at the end. Um, you have brains in your head, you have feet in your shoes, you can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know, and you are the one who decides where to go. That was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when you're looking up, that's not you thinking, right? You're looking at your course that you have. I hope, I hope that was the case. <laughs> okay, folks, that's all for today's episode. As I said, we have such a smooth and a glib talker in Tony and uh, a slight behind the scenes for you guys. We had to come up with more questions to ask him because he went through all of them very quickly. So, yeah. Um, I think we'll be seeing, seeing you next time. We have done uh, an interview with all the three co-founders. We'll see what we have in store for you guys for the next week. Yeah, bye-bye, take care.